You're going to hear from Lindsey Crawford today. Lindsey started Freedom 13 Ministries several years ago, and it is a ministry that helps to rescue girls from, believe it or not, human trafficking along the I-20 corridor, as well as helping girls to know how to be chaste and mature and not get in any kind of trouble uh, as girls. I was at a dinner recently uh, that was a fundraising dinner for Lindsey Crawford's ministry, and she shared her testimony and her passion for protecting young ladies is evident in that dinner. It was a mic drop moment for sure. I know you'll enjoy hearing from Lindsay today as she shares about her work. It's been so fascinating to travel around the state of Louisiana uh, to find great ministries that are doing great work all over our state in such a variety of ways. And today we're in Ruston, Louisiana, right in the north central part of the state with Lindsey Crawford, who is the director, leader of Freedom 13 Ministry in Ruston. Thank you so much for being with us today, Lindsey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we're going to spend a little time on the microphone. And so why don't we first of all start about who you are. Tell us who you are and maybe a little bit about your family and then what you do and then why you do it, um, and then we're going to get into some good stories. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm Lindsay Crawford. I'm the director of Freedom 13 Ministries here in Ruston, Louisiana. I've been here in Ruston now for about 20 years, so I consider myself a Ruston girl. That's right. I married me a good old boy uh, from northeast Louisiana who's lived here his whole life, so I've just put my roots down with him right here. Uh, we have three children. We have two boys that are both, both of them teenagers. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> full and, speed. Uh, that's right, full speed. And, I, and our youngest is a, a little girl. She's not so little anymore. She's 10 years old. So uh, we're just uh, living our life and raising our family and doing ministry right here in Ruston. That's awesome. So tell me what you do. Tell me a little bit more about um, what Freedom Ministry, Freedom 13 Ministry, seeks to accomplish in this area. Well, initially, we're, we will be, I uh, believe it's seven years old in oh, February, wow. so we're, we're growing. We still kind of consider ourselves an infant or maybe a toddler in the nonprofit world, but initially we started out uh, educating on topics related to what we call sexual integrity. Some groups, when I use that word, they're like, what does that exactly mean? Um, but in this sexually saturated culture, when it comes to topics like uh, healthy relationships or pornography or um, anything uh, related to the proper use of technology or the, uh, you know, the iPhone or the smartphone. Uh, we were talking to parents and students and any group really that would listen to us about what God said about all of those things. Right. And as we've kind of grown and as we've evolved and as we've met people in our community, uh, we learned that there were some some people that needed loving on in mm -hmm. regards to that topic so we evolved to a jail ministry and then now we have this great uh, sex trafficking outreach and god's just opened doors for us through just our obedience initially is just talking to people about that really hard topic so i went to louisiana tech graduated in the 80s and it just um, is amazing to think that there is a problem with human trafficking in uh, bedroom community in Ruston, Louisiana. That's right. So tell me a little bit more about how that uh, has evolved and, you know, how you discover people that might need your help in that regard. I was like you. I just didn't think that kind of thing existed in Ruston. I uh, thought, of course, in a big city, 
Of course that existed. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Shreveport, Monroe, Dallas, New Orleans, of course, but not in our sweet little Rustin. Exactly. Um, but even before Freedom 13 started, I was able to volunteer at a really wonderful um sister nonprofit here in Ruston, where we were able to minister to women who found themselves in pregnancies that they weren't expecting and um, expecting to be in. Right. And mm-hmm. um, of course they're expecting, but, <laughs> but they weren't expecting <laughs> well, to be expecting, there I guess. There you go. That's the word. Right. And so um, there was one particular day where I was there working where one of the staff members shared with the rest of us of one particular girl who had been through uh, the program there at this nonprofit. She, um, you know, she'd already had her child and she was participating in the Bible study that they have once a week. And she needed to just confide into one of the, you know, a a volunteer staff member there um, because of some anger that she was experiencing. And what we found out as a uh, staff, as a group of volunteers was this woman who was 20 now, um, as a child herself, having grown up here in Ruston, was sold, her mother sold her as a child to the men in the apartment complex where she grew up. Mm. And that is how her mother actually paid their bills. And not only that, but as a second grader, now I hope this wouldn't happen nowadays, but this was years ago. As a second grader, she was treated for her first STD. And just hearing that story and realizing that about our own town, it just, it rattled me. I, I, right. co- I couldn't forget about it. It wasn't one of those stories where I heard it and thought, wow, that's really terrible. And then moved on to mm-hmm. the next thing. I couldn't get it out of my head. Um, I, I would cry about it. I would tell ev- anybody that would listen. I just kept repeating it and going, can you imagine, can you believe this? Mm-hmm. And God just wouldn't let me forget about it. Yeah. So I finally just said, what God, do you want me to do with this information? (laughs) And that's when he started to give me the pieces of the vision for this ministry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's an amazing story. So the pieces of the vision have uh, fully or are fully forming now. So some of the things you do on a regular basis about the ministry. Maybe explain that to everybody. Okay. Well, at Freedom 13, what we try to do, Lord willing, Mm -hmm. is take a proactive and a reactive approach to this sexually saturated culture. Our mission statement is that we like to restore dignity to the lives of those we serve. So when we're educating the community and having the opportunity to do like you and I are doing today, we consider that a proactive approach. Just letting people know about what's happening in our community, having the opportunity to speak to groups, specifically teenagers, Lord willing, or maybe even younger groups um, about what does God's word say about sex? What does God's word say about marriage? Because the truth is there's a beautiful design biblically that's there to protect us. It's not there to make our life miserable, even though some of us, as we grew up as teenagers, thought that it was. Right. It's actually there to um, to protect us because God loves us. And having the opportunity to share stuff like that and to give kids good information, good godly biblical information. And then on the other side of that, uh, we have um, a great jail outreach ministry when we're not in the middle of a pandemic. Aren't we sick of saying that? Yes, we are. <laughs> we're so over that, but uh, we, we're, we, we, we don't mean to be insensitive to that. But we do miss uh, being in the jails and 
and, and loving on our girls. We feel disconnected from them, but we, we know God's going to um, open that door in his time. We do try to keep in touch with them over the phone or, or you know, when they are let out of jail, um, they'll keep in touch with us, the, the ones that know we're still here. And then God was so good to provide us with the donation of a house we prayed for a house. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big ask when you're asking the Lord to give give you a house. But he did. We had a great couple that walked into our our uh, through our doors and just had a had inherited a house and wanted to give it to us so that we could house trafficking victims and that they could go through a nine to twelve month residential recovery program. Right. And that's the trafficking outreach mm-hmm. that God has allowed us to have. I believe we're in year two, maybe a little beyond year two of having mm-hmm. that now. And so that's, you know, when we're we're working with, with trafficking survivors or, or, or um, hopefully getting back in the jails and then speaking to groups, that's kind of what it looks like on a regular basis around here. Well, that's awesome and intense work and you do it well. We wanted to uh, also ask you to tell us a couple of stories of life change as a result of your work. Uh, we talked off camera about a couple of possibilities that would be interesting and maybe even inspiring to people that see this work and maybe want to participate in some way. So tell us some of the great stories that you've been experiencing. I think a highlight for me is um, within our jail ministry, I was able to meet uh, this one particular woman, and she's actually still a great friend of mine today. Grew up in this area. You know, we consider this a a Bible Belt, Mm -hmm. you know, community. You know, we're here in the Bible Belt. I mean, you just, you you pretty much can't get away from church or church talk. (laughs) But this particular woman had grown up here and never opened a Bible until we gave her one in jail. And um, through just our uh, relationship with her, um, just being consistent, going back and forth to uh, to jail every Friday, she came to know the Lord and committed to following Him uh, with her life and uh, got baptized in jail and, of course, eventually got out of jail. And then now she just has this amazing relationship with the Lord and uh, is thriving, and she preaches to me, if you know what I mean. I mean, I just learned some things from her, and it's just been, it is it has really been a parting of the Red Sea kind of miracle for mm-hmm. us to see what God has done in her life. Um, I think she was like a three-time felon, you know, um, a 30-year meth user. I mean, oh, it was goodness. just really cool to see what God did. I mean, wow. God can just change anybody and that is the truth and so it was cool to see that happen um you know one of our students in our trafficking outreach uh, has been um you know what we consider in the life which is you know the life of a, a trafficking survivor and um she was able to walk away from that come into our program um practice sobriety for you know several several months and mm-hmm. stay sober and get well and was able to get her high set, which is the GED, basically mm-hmm. what that's what the GED is called now, was able to get her driver's license, was able to purchase her own car, um, and then get a great job. And, you know, what I would like to say about her is she's relapsed since then. And the reason why I want to say this is because 
it is so hard for women who come out of trafficking um, or even drug addiction to stay sober. Um, in fact, the statistic of women who come out of the life and stay out of the life, that number doesn't exist. Mathematically, it's impossible to figure um, to figure out because they will go back and then they'll come into recovery. They'll relapse, they'll come back into recovery. And that number is just impossible to know for sure. Mm-hmm. And so this um, term called re-recovery is so important to us because even though she relapsed, she's in a good place now. Mm-hmm. And that's something I just really would like for people to know is that, um, you know, to pray and to not be judgmental of those who relapse and come back because addicts, you know, what they're experiencing on the outside for the whole world to see really is what we're experiencing on the inside. We're just good at hiding it. Right. So. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, Lindsay, we want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Yeah. You have a great ministry and a great story and, and set of stories. And, you know, there's always room for more people to help you do your work, I'm sure, right? Oh, yes, please. Outreaches (laughs) and projects and community fundraisers as well. And if you're interested in participating in anything or learning more from Lindsay, you can contact my office at Louisiana Baptist Convention, and we'll connect you to Lindsay, and she'll give you more than you could handle as far as this particular kind of ministry. And I know you would appreciate learning from her as well. Thanks a lot for viewing today, and have a great day. Thanks for watching today. I hope you've been encouraged and inspired and maybe even have started asking the question, what could I do in compassion ministry? As you hear from the Lord in that, I'm sure that God will give you great ideas to engage your community with the message of Jesus Christ.